This is Sports Cutting Edge for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Here's your host, Lockie Wills. G'day, hello and welcome to Sports Cutting Edge. Thank you very much for your company. We do it all for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network, astn.com.au, powering sport through innovation. We've got a double header today, double header interview, two subjects, one interview, and you've got a great cricket organisation, the Melbourne Renegades, and they got some things they want to do, they want to achieve. Well, ASTN comes to the fore. They bring up a few startup companies to pitch their wares. They create a, a Shark Tank style competition where you got these sports tech startups walking into the boardroom at Renegades HQ and putting on the five minute pitch to try and win the big contract to get into the big league. This is what ASTN's done. This is what the Melbourne Renegades have done. And we'll hear how they did it right after this. As well as that on the show, Marley and Tom from Como catch up with our APAC correspondent, Tom Demetriou. That's all coming up. But first, the Renegades and ASTN Shark Tank. You're listening to Sports Cutting Edge. For ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Joining us on the show today, two absolute rock stars of sport and sports innovation in this country. First of all, we have Felicity George, who's the brand and marketing boss of the Melbourne Renegades. Felicity's career is is stellar. So the biggest sporting organization in the world is FIFA. And Felicity worked there at the headquarters, Zurich, Switzerland, for five years as marketing partnerships manager and marketing communications manager. Prior to that, had a top flight marketing career in the UK, including a stint at Arsenal as the media manager. And in Australia, her home country, uh, Western Bulldogs Partnership Manager, Tennis Australia Partnerships Manager, St Kilda Football Club Media Manager. Felicity, your career is epic. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, funny to hear my career laid out like that. (laughs) It's amazing. Like, I mean, we're going to have to tap into that in a sec. But I want to introduce to you Craig Hill who is one of the chief architects and chief engineers of Australia's $3 billion sports tech industry. Craig was in there from day one with James Dimitru and built ASTN from the ground up. And what they've been able to achieve is just incredible. You know, you look at the businesses and that's particularly where Craig comes into the absolute fore. You know, it's funny listening to Brad Johnson, former superstar of the Western Bulldogs Football Club, and he'll tell you the role that Craig Hill played in amplifying and getting his business that he has with Donna, his wife, the two great partners in crime, Donna and Brad Johnson, the role that Craig's played in amplifying their business and getting it onto the global stage. Craig Hill works miracles. Craig Hill, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Lockie. It's nice to be introduced as a rock star, first time ever, so it's nice to hear. Won't be the last time, Craig. (laughs) Because you're coming back on the show. We've got to get you back more often. Uh, I appreciate both your time. Um, Felicity, let's chat with you. All right, so you're an Aussie, but your career has taken you to literally the biggest sporting organisation in the world. Um, Tell us about your time at FIFA. Incredible. Yeah, it really was quite incredible. Um, I have to say it. I... I was extremely lucky to get the role. I, it was just a job I applied for when I was living in London. Um, and I really 
was like, there's no way I'm getting this job. I'll just give it a go. I, I will also admit, uh, maybe I shouldn't, but I had to look up where Zurich was on a map. <laughs> um, and then like two weeks later, I got flown over for an interview. And um, a month after that, I moved there. So um, yeah, it was a pretty amazing experience. My first day arriving at the FIFA headquarters, it's, it's, it's like a superhero's lair kind of thing in the middle of the Swiss mountains. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is pretty intense. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those things you pinch yourself. I was there also during quite some quite controversial times between when Blatter left um, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but um you know, front of our minds and what, yeah, what we did, you know, I managed to go to two men's World Cups, two women's World Cups, mm. a range of other events. Um, and it, yeah, it really was very remarkable to see how this global sport captures the world, really. Yeah. And you had a senior position there. So, I mean, obviously that speaks to how good you are at your job. I mean, even the fact you're working at Arsenal Football Club, <laughs> that's a testament to it as well. Um, amazing. Now, Craig, um, what about for you, mate? Can you tell us about, you've been doing this for a long time. You are, you know, in the same way that if you're a promising athlete, you go to the AIS. If you're a promising sports tech startup, you go to Craig Hill. Can you tell us the joy you get from helping businesses to really reach their full potential? Yeah, it's a really good, good question, Lockie. I must say, we, you know, we established the ASTN back in 2011-12. And I think the, the greatest pleasure I get out of the AST and is meeting the, the aspiring and inspiring uh, founders that we, we've met along the way. You know, we've got identified about 700 Australian sports technology companies mm. that, that are operating today. And we've been lucky enough to uh, be very close to the journeys of, of many successful sports tech companies over the last sort of six or seven years in particular and seeing them really grow, I think, sort of through that 2018 to, to 22 period where you know, we'd formed relationships 2013, 14, 15, helped them in their journey when they were, you know, trying to connect to global markets or finding investors or, you know, wanting to really reach uh, sports organisations that were their customers in the market. And seeing them achieve success, not only domestically, but globally, but them also developing sort of a collegiate um, uh, relationships with other startups that they've met within the network that they meet each other along the way in their trip travels to the US or Europe or the UK and helping each other out in their journeys I think that's the thing that I get the most satisfaction out of yeah and and as I said in that episode we had uh, with Brad Johnson you know and he, he spoke about the role you've played for Donna and he and you know there's just I think that's the thing in, in business that there are so many obstacles and to have someone like you to help to smooth the waters, to get the direction right and cast the vision and make it happen. It's a bloody cool thing, mate, what you do. Yeah, th th thanks very much. And I, th I think a lot of the startups, particularly early in their journey, are after someone as a sort of a trusted sounding board. And and a lot of the, the team of the ASTN have not only got fantastic sports technology insights and experience, but also... Uh, have been you know successful business advisors in in their own right in their in their previous journey mm. um and I, and I think that really you know helps the founders set their set their them on their way really yeah absolutely um now i mean we talk about you know, the startups and the journey and that's the thing i love about what the melbourne renegades and astn have done with this 
Open Innovation Challenge. Um, Felicity, can you tell us what's going on? What is this challenge? What has happened, please? Uh, well, it was an idea that sprung, um, I think, mainly from the minds of Craig and our general manager, James Rosengarten, um, who was at Formula One and is very um, is very interested in the sp startup space. Um, but the, yeah, it was an idea that kind of came about from the fact that um, the Renegades as a brand are quite uh, innovative and open brand. We can we we have a lot of flexibility in how what we do um, because of kind of how we position ourselves. But obviously, as with a lot of sporting organisations, our you know we have low capacity internally to do things, um, and so it was an idea of well, let's kind of see what options are out there. What what you know if we what we want to find some ways to better engage with our fans, especially after you know the last few years, and uh, you know it's so important to get our fans to our games and interacting with with the Renegades as a brand and not only just through the BBL and WBBL seasons but also throughout the whole year because yeah. it's a very short seasons um, that both BBL and WBBL so kind of we were looking at those business challenges and um, yeah as kind of idea came up with ASTN to can yeah let's go out there see what other what technologies there are out there the, I'm sure there's some amazing things sitting out there that we don't know about that can really help us achieve um, some of these objectives and solve some of these business problems we have. And and it did. It worked. It was a really, yeah, it was a pretty amazing experience. Um, and we've really, we've, we've had a great time working on this project. Terrific. Good on you, Felicity, and good on the Renegades. You know, you guys are, you lead the charge when it comes to innovation, to daring to actually go out there and do something different. And it's funny because on this show, we have different guests from America, from Europe, and obviously Australia. And that's the one thing in America that you always see. They dare. They dare to take that leap of faith and they get the rewards. Um, so I love the fact that's what the Renegades are doing. And it's so interesting, isn't it? You know, I grew up as a cricket tragic. And I used to watch Vic the Victorian Bushrangers play the MCG, Sheffield Shield Cricket. They used to play day-night games. That was the fan engagement back in the mid-90s. <laughs> Put the game on day-night. They played with an orange ball. The great Dean Jones, who I know was one of the first Melbourne Renegades uh, people ambassadors, made his top score 324 at the MCG. In a day-night Sheffield Shield game, the problem is there are only 13 other people there watching it with me. Yeah. <laughs> no one went. And, and that's the thing about domestic cricket up until the big bash and to be at that melbourne stars melbourne renegades game at the mcg eighty-six thousand people it blows your mind so there is so much potential with the big bash um felicity can you tell us about what the challenges are that you identified well what you're saying there actually is really relevant because one of the big challenges that so the big bash um really in terms of spectator size they probably peaked um five or so years ago um and so and so it's it can't be entirely um blamed on COVID. this one it's i think it was already a little bit um attendance numbers were already a little bit on the, the decline by the time COVID came and then obviously COVID completely changed everything so one of our biggest um objectives off from big bash overall but you know especially us as melbourne renegades is to get people to our games to um to better engage with our fans physically so we know big bash is has very high tv broadcast ratings that has continued but it's actually those physical people attending in the stadium was one of those really big things we wanted to focus on um so that was that was one of them and the other the other side it was kind of what i mentioned a little bit just before but the 
because the season is so short, how do we continue to engage people throughout the whole season and help build that um, a bit of passion? And, you know, everyone loves their football club. They're so passionate about their football club because there's there's part of its history as well. But it's, you know, the football clubs are with you majority of the year. So how do we... Um, continue to be in people's lives throughout the year and help build that passion for for people and then you know therefore increase our membership and just the overall engagement that um fans have with the renegades totally well i tell you what i'm barracking for you and for all the bbl clubs to really get it going because it's just magic to watch domestic cricket being such a, a great commodity you know it was just as I for spending so long when no one else cared it's so nice to see other people care about something you care about so yes <laughs> i i wish you all the best personally craig can you tell us um you know when you look at a situation like this okay so you've got a a great uh, sporting organization like the renegades they come to you they say look these are our challenges how do you try to set up the sports tech sort of environment so that you can help to try and marry the 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 relationship so you find the right sort of companies to put in front of the renegades yeah probably probably take it back a step lucky that a lot of the ASTN programs and activities are really traditionally focused on the startup themselves and helping them on their journey mm-hmm. but but we recognize that um, that a lot of sporting organizations whether and whether that be clubs teams leagues institutes of sports or, or sports corporate organizations they, they want ideas and they want to innovate as well mm-hmm. um, they want to expand their, their knowledge base and what's actually happening in the marketplace. Um, and I suppose that's where this concept of open innovation comes to the fore. Uh, open innovation is about bringing new ideas into an, or, an existing organisation and or um, taking ideas that are, are bubbling within an organisation and actually taking them out of the larger organisation and, and spinning them out. So. Open innovation comes in in different forms, but it's essentially trying to facilitate uh, new ideas, um, and that whether that be engaging with startups, research institutions, other sporting organisations, but also helping facilitate that process. Mm. Um, and so this is where the open innovation concept that the ASTN has developed, and and of which the Renegades are, are a pilot. Um, um, customer, so to speak, for the ASTN is that we we developed a, a process alongside some of the leaders in the world. And I talk about the University of California, Berkeley and Henry Chesbra, who's the, who's the director of the Center of Open Innovation at University of California, Berkeley in, in San Francisco. We've worked with Henry to develop a ASTN's open innovation platform. And essentially that means that we're working now closely with sporting organizations to, to help them uh, facilitate new ideas and, and innovations. And, and that's typically means working with some of the startups within our network and also beyond our network um, to internalize those, um, those ideas within the, the organization and really helping address business problems or challenges that an organization like the Renegades have. And, and Felicity mentioned before, we're talking about how do we improve fan engagement? How do we improve um, sports grassroots community engagement? How do we improve uh, commercial management um, out- outcomes? And, and these are the types of business challenges that we um, have focused with on, on the, the Renegade. So we actually really tailor up 
uh, a program for the, the sports organization, firstly, by understanding what their underlying business problems are, but also then tailoring it to fit within the frameworks of the organization themselves. So really understanding the organization's motiva motivations, uh, the resources that they have and their budgets. And we work within those frameworks to develop up a challenge that we um, can throw out to the market openly, or we can actually do it in a more closed private environment where we approach startups individually, individually where we think they meet the challenges of the organization. Yeah. Well, Felicity, can you tell us sort of, uh, can you run us through the mechanics of it all? How did it work? Uh, so, yeah, so following on, obviously, from what Craig just said, um, we highlighted kind of three key business challenges that we were facing um, from the Renegade's point of view. And then, um, yeah, worked with with Craig and his team to, to, to go out and, and source people that could probably help us with these challenges um and then we did get a, a really high number I, I admit we weren't quite sure how it was going to yeah, go um but we did get a really really great response right pardon me um yeah really high number of responses um in fact yeah more than we could do on our on our day that we had defined to do our pitch day oh, wow. so um yeah so then we kind of went through those responses and obviously pulled out um those ones that, that we were felt really did meet um, those challenges that we had had addressed. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we had a, a good couple of hours. We called it speed dating, yeah. basically, <laughs> where we had people coming in. You had to get to know them very quickly, get those questions out that you wanted to know. Um, and, um, and, yeah, and to, the, the idea was after that, um, those speed dating type sessions, we would find our, our winner. But actually, there were so many good ones that I had to, I, I actually asked for, there were two that I then wanted to just delve a little bit deeper with, because what was really important for me was to make sure who we were um, coming out with at the end as our winner was actually a feasible option for us for this upcoming season. And that, um, yeah, we were actually going to be able to implement it in, you know, now not uh, a bit of a short amount of time. It sounds like this should be a show. Like, I like the fact that, you know, they <laughs> had the day, they, it's fast and furious, then you get invited back for the grand final with just down to two. two can, can, yeah, can it definitely could have been a reality TV show, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe next year. Yeah, I think, Felicity, we, we intended on having... 10 startups pitched to the Renegades. It was a pitch to the Renegades day. That was the, the concept of, and the challenge. Mm. Um, and we ended up selecting 14 to, to pitch because of the high quality of, of candidates that we got. And, yeah. um, and it really provided James Rosengarten, who's the general manager of the Renegades and, and also Felicity and Martin and myself to, to really understand how those startups were going to address the challenges that the Renegades raised and that, mm essentially formed the basis of getting down to the final two. Um, and there was you know, a few, as Felicity will vouch for, you know, beyond those two that the Renegades are keen to, to meet with at the right time in the future as well, because they think it's, um, you know, that they address some issues that the Renegades would like to um, address from a business perspective. So, yeah, so it was really, um, it was a really re rewarding experience. Yeah. It sounds like it. And Felicity, what about for you? I mean, you've worked at the absolute top of sport at FIFA. Um, going into it, in your mind's eye, what were you picturing? What sort of solutions were you picturing uh, getting? And then what did you end up getting? That is a good question. I probably, in my mind, I kind of 
There was probably one type of kind of a more generic solution I thought was going to come through. Um, just, uh, but I mean, it's hard to say exactly what that was. But I think where I found myself being surprised was the solutions. Some of them were so specific to a certain need, and often, yeah, they were needs that I was like, oh yeah, that would be that would be awesome. We that that could work there, and that could work there. But so they were so broad because some of them really ticked very different boxes to to the other ones, um, and that's what made it quite challenging. But that's also, as Craig just alluded to. There are therefore some that we might still follow up with for something very specific that we might need in the next kind of whether it's this coming season or or a following one. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's something there are there were more we will definitely probably keep in touch with more a lot more than the the eventual winner um, because I now know that there are these other things available that probably I didn't even consider before. That's sensational <laughs> opportunities are beautiful. We're talking thing. things like you know. We're talking things like fan fan tokens. Uh, we're talking about things like prediction and fantasy games that could be used within a within a stadium environment. Mm. We're talking about like skill acquisition platforms for the grassroots cr- cricketers. Yeah, there was also some broadcast solutions that I think we hadn't really considered. Um, mm. I, I hadn't really thought much about. Um, there was even yeah very specific light shows in a stadium. You know, utilizing people's own devices so yeah it was as i it's, it's such diverse range of solutions interesting and felicia i don't know if you're allowed to so if you're not don't worry but um with the broadcasting because that's really interesting too because with the afl taking such a huge chunk of cash out of that uh, agreement they've done the next broadcast deal for the cricket's going to be very interesting uh any sort of uh tech to enhance the broadcast spectacle would be so greatly needed i am sure are you able to reveal anything that they brought up i don't know if that's in trade secrets but... well i guess there's probably there were two one was more of a grassroots solution so you know, being able to um, broadcast your um, lower level cricket games or even community cricket games to a streaming platform, which, um, and then then there was a, another one was an in-stadium type um, offering that, so um, being able to see replays a lot quicker. So tapping into the broadcast feed nice. and being able to see a replay really quickly or, or pick the camera that you would like to see the camera angle from on your on your own personal device. So, um, and though there, they were, they're both, again, very, again, even in the two of those being broadcast focused, they're still both quite different solutions and um, achieving different um like focused on different markets and audiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing with cricket. It's become such a good TV sport. It's a bit like rugby league. It's so easy just to sit on the couch and watch it because it's, you know, yeah. so to be able to bring a bit of that sort of on the couch experience with instant replays, having a bit more of that, perhaps augmented reality, we'll see. Um, Craig, you know, a big part of this show is, we, you know, we've got a lot of startups that listen. And so trying to sort of give them a, a few clues, a few tips. Um, what do you tell? So these 14 businesses that were going to go in front of the Renegades, how are you sort of trying to, you know, coach them to be able to go and deliver their best on game day? Yeah, it's a good, good one, Lockie. And it's, you know, ultimately you've got 15 to 30 seconds to make an impact. Mm. Um, and I think that was reinforced at the conference a few weeks ago when up in, up in Brisbane, Lockie, when you were there and we, we saw 55 startups pitch on, on the Thursday, and it, w- it was incredible seeing, you know, three or four minute pitches from some fantastic uh, emerging Aussie sports tech startups. And you know, a few a few investors hit the panel right at the end, and it, it, 
essentially they're saying they've got hundreds of pitch decks that they're reviewing weekly. Yeah. If you cannot make an impact either verbally or on paper in the first 15 to 30 seconds, you're going to hit, you're going to sit in the no pole very quickly. Yeah. So it's really making that impact uh, through, through your pitch deck, through your, through your elevator pitch. And that's absolutely critical. But I suppose underlying that we, we always say that you've got to, um, you know, research, 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 really understand who your customer is, do your customer discovery and engage with as many customers as possible on your, on your minimum viable product or your first version of, of your product. And, and, um, and really understand what your competitors are also doing in the marketplace. So understand where you fit in your competitor or collaborative landscape. Mm. Um, and, and they're the three, th three key things that I always uh, alert to startups, but that, that elevator pitch is absolutely critical. What to enable you to sit in the yes pile versus the no pile. And the, and the yes pile is probably three out of a hundred and the no pile is probably 97 out of a hundred. Wow. So, wow. you know, that's what, that's the impact that you, they need to make as a startup well, yeah. to investors, yeah. but also to prospective customers like the renegades and, um, you know, having 14 startups do a five minute pitch um, on a day, you know, if they can't make an impact quickly, we're going to sort of dismiss them quite quickly as well. Ruthless. 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 I know. For our listeners, don't need to be nervous. 30 seconds, you got it or you don't. Um, so what about for you, Felicity? Uh, we'll come back to that in a sec because I think one of the greatest things is to be able to be calm within the storm and that's a way to connect with people in the room. I'm sure, Felicity, you'd have seen that across your extensive career in sport all over the world. But what, what advice would you have for people who you know, are listening to this? They, they're about to have a big pitch themselves to an investor, to a potential client. Um, from what you saw, with the ASTN Open Innovation Challenge Pitch Day, what lessons did you get out of it that you can help give people that are listening? Probably one of the first lessons was a few of the um, innovations that were pitched probably didn't actually make it clear exactly what they were mm. in in the because it was a five minute um, you know very short five minutes. So um, there were a few that I've understood it to be something slightly different to actually then when I when we had a Q&A afterwards or something I realized oh actually oh it's doing that it's not it's not exactly that so um just trying to like bring it down to the basic level you know I'm not um the most technologically savvy person in the in the world um so you know bring it down to that real basic level highlight your number your the real key um, deliverables and what, what are you achieving with this? What is this? What is this innovation? And just go from there because that's how you're going to get people in at that base level. And then you can get to the more kind of um, complicated stuff afterwards, I guess. But that was probably one of the main things I noticed that there were just how people presented their idea um, helped to you to understand kind of immediately what it was and therefore because if at the start I didn't understand yeah. I probably didn't probably fully take in what they were saying until I actually worked out what they were talking about <laughs> it's such a good point you make because I mean even this podcast obviously we're very tech focused but you know to have a mindfulness around the fact that you know a lot of people you're pitching to aren't going to necessarily have that sort of depth of knowledge because their expertise are in different areas you know 
Um, so being able to make it relatable and to help empower the client with that knowledge to, you know, rather than make the client think, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, help the client to understand. I like it. Anything else, Felicity, that comes to mind with regards the way they pitch? Um, probably the other thing is just to remind, you know, before the pitch, just remind yourself what those key business problems are and make sure that you're addressing them in, in your pitch. So, um Again, some of them were great ideas, but probably it uh, it didn't strike me as really ticking one of the boxes of the business problems we had outlaid. Mm. So being very clear that this will achieve this by this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's similar taking it back to that simplistic nature, but when you've only got a short amount of time, mm. just have a couple of key things you're trying to communicate and focus on that. Mm. I like it. That sounds very valuable. <laughs> um, all right. Da, da, da. Who won? Who won the great first inaugural ever Open Challenge Innovation Pitch Competition with the Melbourne Renegades? The winner is? The winner was um, sports fans Ooh. from Spark Up Studios. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was a platform that just ticked a lot of the boxes of what we were looking for, on a, especially on a fan engagement point of view, as well as, um, you know, there's ways to um, to interact with people on our match days, so encourage people to attend our match days, to come to our different events and our clinics and everything, um, but also to engage them out of the stadium, at home and, and across the season. Um, but also I think one of the things that made them stand out a little bit for me and it's certainly not what everyone would want, you know, a lot of commercial outcomes are often a key for what people are looking for. But for us in this first stage, it was fan engagement. We really had to boil it down to, we want to engage our fans. We don't want to be asking them for to be spending more money on us at this point. Mm -hmm. It's so, and they, they really kind of also ticked that box. It wasn't just, um, you know, there are opportunities to grow in a commercial aspect, but that wasn't the number one objective. And, um, that um, that for me was very important. Mm. Well, well done to uh, sports fans uh, and Luke Santa Maria and his team. Craig, can you give the listeners a bit of an idea about them, about Luke and what they do at Sports Fans, please? That's a very good question, Lockie. Uh, yeah, so Luke's Luke's been at uh, has developed uh, an organisation called Spark Up Studios, and the the winning. Um, product that they've developed is called sports fans and it's it's essentially a a fan token platform that facilitates year-round fan engagement mm. for the renegades and helps them drive re revenue for the their sports organization themselves and and also their sponsors so um one of the premises to the the challenge was that we wanted to engage with um some early stage startups that so some some of the startups had sort of had approached the market in the last six to 12 months, had gained some early traction in the marketplace, but was still uh, willing to work closely with the sports organisations to tailor uh, the solution to the needs of the, of the customer, in this case, the Renegade. So um, we, we saw that Luke and his team were able to, to do that. And, and now Felicity and, and James are working with, with Luke to, to, to to implement and deploy the technology um, the upcoming season. Fantastic. Felicity, can you give us a bit of an insight into how it's going to work? What 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 are you going to do with sports fans? What are we looking forward to to 22-23 season? 
Well, um, we have our first, our main kickoff meeting this week, Ooh. so um, we're still probably we're still at that early stage. It was only last week, I think, start of last week that we we kind of communicated to them that they um, had been selected. So um, this week uh, we'll. Yeah, as I said, have that kickoff meeting and that's when we'll kind of delve into what the platform can offer. Um, for the first, uh, this first year, we will probably still use a quite a simple, simple version of the platform. They have a, um, as you kind of say, off the shelf option available already. Maybe we can make a few adjustments, but due to time and resources, um, we will, I, I just, I'm really keen to just get it going, get it started. Um, and yeah, start working out what are those elements that we want to be rewarding fans to do. So for me, it is, you know, attending match days, you know, being a member. Um, we run, you know, lots of school clinics and activities like that as well. So how do we give people rewards for engaging with us in these different elements of what the Renegades do? And then, you know, what are we offering them also as those rewards? So um, as an initial kick off I think there'll be some of those main questions we'll work through this week and then um, as I said I am someone I prefer to I don't want to make it too complicated to start with I just want it to be easy for fans to engage with us to, to kind of get on board and then we can um, start seeing where we can take it further and how we can develop it hopefully over the next seasons or um, and for, for this season as well it, will, it won't be unfortunately launched in time for WBBL, but it, so it will start for the BBL tournament. But obviously the intention would be to, if we carry on, to make sure it covers our WBBL and, and all of the different things that we do. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it'll, it'll work a treat because despite the fact that there have been diminishing numbers in stadium, you always do see so many kids and it's a beautiful thing to see young families at the cricket. So, you know, you're going to have kids that are, are really engaged in the way we used to go and collect yeah. sports cards. You're going to be getting the tokens. So, yeah, the token and the gamification is, was something that, you know, did come through a lot of the pitches um, and it is something that certainly the, the young, the young kids like these days. So, you know, we knew it was, that was going to be really important, but finding a way that was, didn't for me that it wasn't too close to, gambling as well was is you know it, there's a bit of a fine line um especially when it comes to sports so um that was also something that i was conscious of Interesting. that and I, that's um one of the other benefits i find with the sports fans platform yeah very nice craig can you give the listeners a little bit of an insight into this this token space whether nft tokens gamification um sports fans specifically but just generally we're seeing a lot more of it i mean at that the startup day as you say uh, up in brisbane at the anemia's velodrome um we saw a lot of those sort of offerings that are coming through now how do you see that space craig Oh, look, it's, it's still an emerging space, Lockie. Um, and I think, yeah, ultimately with, you know, blockchain and crypto and NFTs, et cetera, it needs to come back to, to solving a business problem. Mm. And, and I think this is where, you know, with, with Luke and, and sports fans, they're really focused in on, on, on closely addressing that, that ongoing fan engagement issue that, that most sports organizations have. Yeah. So look, uh, it's certainly, you know, the, the crypto market in particular has taken a hit in, in the last three or four months, but, but as, as long as these blockchain technologies are, are addressing a business problem mm. um, and, and, you know, commercial, you know, addressing commercial needs, addressing sponsors needs, but importantly in this fan, fan token space, 
creating an environment that is, say, gamified and and encourages the fan to want to engage with the, the team in an ongoing capacity through various challenges or or activities, then, yeah, certainly there's some great opportunities for, for companies like what Luke's created mm. to um, to build a really strong business in this space. Mm. So as you say, it must be grounded in that reality. As much as a virtual thing, it must be grounded in the reality of solving a, a problem. Absolutely, um, absolutely. All right, Craig, what, what's next? So we've got sports fans. They've won the inaugural uh, Open Innovation Challenge uh, for, for ASTN. Uh, where do you see the Open Innovation Challenge going? You've had a great uh, project now with the Renegades. What's next? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it's been, I must say, it's been fantastic working with with James and Felicity who have, you know, ultimately you need some champions for, for these types of initiatives to get off the ground. And look, Open Innovation isn't isn't a new concept, but it, but in regards to the ASTN and creating a, a, a solution or a program that meets the needs of of existing sporting organisations, I'm, I'm meaning sort of teams, clubs, institutes of sports and corporates. Mm. You know, this this program that that Martin and I have driven over the last sort of 12 months to create provides a really tailored um, best practice methodology process that organisation organisations can feel comfortable that they'll get a really strong outcome in. Mm. And I suppose what I mean by that is that we've we've handheld James and Felicity through a, a process or a methodology where we define, you know, want, find, get, and manage, and that they're the four key defining aspects of this open innovation challenge for, for every organisation, sporting organisation that we deal with. Want meaning that we we need to understand the problems of the sporting organisation first. Secondly, find, find meaning we go out to the marketplace and we find startups um, that that uh, are addressing the challenges that the businesses have. Mm. Thirdly, the get aspect of it is that we engage in a facilitated way with the startups and the sporting organisation to understand the startup better and how it meets the needs of the, the sporting organisation. And then fourthly, the stage that the, the renegades are up to now is deploying and implementing the technology. So, we've we although we have, you know tailor the the program within the framework of the organisation's needs, we have a very defined methodology that we're very confident that the, every sporting organisation that um, participates in our open innovation program will get tremendous benefit out of. And we're working with a few at the moment um, post the Renegades, and um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to finding more organisations. Um, whether that be federations, uh, institutes of sport, you know, large sporting corporates that are wanting to bring in new ideas and innovation to their organisations, uh, we can help facilitate take that pro- process, not only through the ASTN's Aussie sports tech companies that exist here, but we've got a you know very extensive global network and we actually had a number of international um, candidates in our, in our Renegades application, which got shortlisted as well. Awesome. So we had... Um, we had applications from India and the Netherlands, for example, that made the shortlist and, um, you know, became aware of the opportunity through the extensive uh, network that the ASTN has globally. And that's sensational. 
Because I think, did Dirk Nannis play with the Renegades in the early days? Uh, because yes, he's the he Netherlands' yeah. most famous uh, sporting product in terms of cricket. And so you do have a link with the Netherlands. Did they bring that into the pitch? Did they work that in? Did they? Did they? No, they didn't actually. Uh, no. Uh, but um, I don't think, as, as you know, yeah, their best cricket export, I still don't think many people from the Netherlands would know who he was. <laughs> uh, what about for you, Felicity? If you're going to do a review on Yelp about ASTN and this program, no pressure, Craig's listening, and this is an ASTM podcast. No pressure, but how would you say it went? No, it it went as I, it actually yeah, went above probably our expectations um, because, well, I guess yeah, we the the can it was that connection within the the startup community is something that obviously we have zero um, connection in. And so having, um, you know, being able to rely on the expertise of Craig and Martin from ASTN was just, yeah, one the most important part because, yeah, I remember when the first short, the, the first list of applicants came through without their first opinions on, you know, what these things were, I, I, I would have struggled to make the short list, I think. It would have, it would have taken me a lot longer to really, like, de- delve into everything. But, yeah, so they, you know, they know the market. They know um, they, they already knew of some of these startups. Some of them they didn't, but they could at least review um, the options a lot quicker and, um, yeah, provide that real knowledge. But without – so they could provide that knowledge, but also, as I said, to reaching out into that market um, of startups and – I mean, I'm. I imagine quite a few people um, who might be in similar roles to me. Do, I get almost every morning I come in and I've got an email, a cold email from uh, some startup from somewhere in the world pitching their wares to me, and it's very, you know. And to be honest, every now and then something might stand out, and it's something I'm specifically looking at. But it's very hard to actually look at these with much seriousness. Um, so, um, yeah, having some expertise to be able to narrow down. Um, some of these companies is really useful. I bet. Look, just tremendous. I, I love what you guys have done. It's just win, win, win. You know, you've, you've given sports fans an incredible opportunity to work with one of the great brands in Australian sport, the Melbourne Renegades. The Renegades have got a company to help try and revolutionise what you're doing and to hopefully continue to grow the big bash and grow Australian cricket and get the word out to more and more people and get people excited about the sport. And AS10's played it beautifully, Craig. Um, look, guys, thanks so much for your time. I, I love the fact you've gone through it all with us. Um, great insight. Felicity, it'd be great to get you back on the show moving forward to sort of, you know, chart the progress of the Renegades and also yeah. to talk more about this sort of Superman's lair in Zurich where FIFA's based. <laughs> I'd like to hear more about that. And Craig, you know, mate, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. It'd be great to have you back because I think that's one of the biggest things I'm getting the feedback from the listeners is that, you know, trying to learn stuff. And Craig, you've got so much a depth of knowledge knowledge that people need to hear um guys craig hill felicity george thank you very much for your time thank you thank very you, much Lucky. thanks felicity Have thanks craig <laughs> thanks guys ah oh, terrific how good felicity george craig hill tremendous great to see you know it'll be interesting to see you know how sports fans how they roll it out throughout the the summer of cricket we'll keep an eye on that and then what the renegades do next i mean obviously you know we talk about shark tank well the blood's in the water and you know, they've got a sense of, okay, these are some really smart companies going around that can help us elevate. And, you know, the Big Bash, it's a pretty ruthless competition. So what way can tech allow the Renegades to get one up on all the competition? We'll see what the Melbourne Stars do. Let's see. Maybe we'll see a bit of rivalry in the tech space as well. Put the challenge out. 
Come on, stars. Uh, very nice work. Okay, uh, now we're going to go around the grounds with our APAC correspondent, Tom Dimitru. This time catching up with Marley and Tom from Como. So tell us a bit about your company. Give us an elevator pitch. Long story short, uh, we are a SaaS platform that enables marketers to uh, create a digital space filled with um, branded interactive content, games, competitions, and rich media. Nice. All in matter of minutes, all drag and drop. So we've basically taken out the whole coding element when it comes to creating a whole digital destination. So the average Joe with no IT experience can make a full website in a matter of minutes rather than outsourcing it to you know, third party companies and spending months. Wow, that sounds very good. And um, why to come to the conference? Um, we are really cementing ourselves within the sport industry at the moment, um, working with uh, teams like the Roosters, Football and Australia, Football Australia uh, the Socceroos, um, and so I live here in Brisbane and Tom flew in from Sydney this morning. We thought oh. we'd come and um, we're supporting uh, the event as well uh, as a part of Como. So, yeah. Okay, cool. What's been your highlight so far? Definitely just uh, getting to hear from some of the brands that we actually work for, oh, no. work with, should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say probably the Football Australia conference yeah. a second ago where they were going into the level of detail that they analysed penalty kicks. Right. See, they just qualified recently and they were showing how they can um, determine what the likelihood is of going left, right, stay in the centre. Really okay. interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, just a couple more questions. What do all the major events in Australia in the next 10 years mean to your company leading up to, to, to the Olympics? Are you planning, Are you local at the moment? Or are yes. you your yep. local company? Yes. Do you have plans to go global? We do, yep. So we're looking to break into America, then eventually Europe. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose over the next 10 years, conferences like these, sort of our platform allows you know, conference holders, businesses to really understand who's here, what they're interested in while also providing a hub that you know, the venue goers can enjoy and engage with and win instant prizes like they can today with Como. Ah, very nice work. Marley and Tom there from Como with Tom Dimitriou, our APAC correspondent. Wraps us up for this week. Thank you very much for your company. We'll catch you next week on Sports Cutting Edge, all for the Australian Sports Technologies Network, powering sport through innovation. Check them out, astn.com.au. You've been listening to Sports Cutting Edge for the Australian Sports Technologies Network. For more, jump online at astn.com.au.